Good morning, and welcome to another edition of Ask BBB, the program that brings you information from and about businesses you can trust. Ask BBB features business owners and managers who share their experience and insights so that consumers are better informed about products and services they are contracting or purchasing. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Linda is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau, serving Western Ontario. Well, there's an old saying that uh, there's nothing new under the sun. While that may be true in the sense that human nature has remained and always will remain the same, there are always new innovations and, sadly, new twists on old scams. BBB helps you keep up to date with old scams that are making the rounds and new scams that are surfacing. Later on this morning's program, we'll talk to you about the fake package delivery scam that has surfaced. When we encounter a need in life today, somebody is sure to tell you that there's an app for that. Our second guest this morning might change that a little bit and tell us there's a rubber stamp for that. We'll be joined by Dave Schramm of Sterling Marking Products to learn how the company has grown in our digital world. It's very likely you have read the coffee news in a restaurant or coffee shop while waiting for your order or during a break. We are joined now by Tony Brooks, president of Our Coffee News in London, St. Thomas Elgin, Strathroy Middlesex, Sarnia Lambton, and new this week, Chatham Kent. Welcome to Ask BBB, Tony. Oh, thanks, Linda. Glad to be here. Tony, how long has Coffee News been part of people's break time? Well, Coffee News was started out in Winnipeg in 1988, and I have been publishing in uh, St. Thomas, uh, London, since 2004. Is Coffee News a franchise, or is it strictly local? No, it's a franchise, and right now there's over 200 franchises in uh, Canada. Uh, over 50 in uh, Ontario, uh, from Sudbury to Thunder Bay to Hamilton. And, uh, yeah, I have uh, 10 franchises. How is the editorial content uh, sourced and created that we see each week with the Coffee News? There's two ladies that have been doing that content for 26 years. And um, uh, some of the other stuff might be worked on by the CEO's wife and and uh, checked by uh, other, um, I don't know, how you claim it, the people that proofread or stuff like that. But it's the two ladies that put most of it together. And Tony, how often is Coffee News published? It's published every week. Wow. That's a lot of content. Uh, it's a lot of content and, yeah, it keeps them busy. And uh, you, and we're usually two or three weeks out. Um, so it gives them space. Besides the ads that we see in Coffee News. Is there other local content, Tony? Yeah, the What's Happening section is uh, like on the bottom half of the front page, and that is for local nonprofits. It's free of charge. And if they go onto my website, ourcoffeenews.com, they can enter the uh, the uh, their content into the What's Happening as long as they give us three to four weeks' notice. How do restaurants or coffee shops qualify to have the coffee news available? Well, it's free of charge to restaurants, coffee shops, uh, and we provide a free stand, either floor stand or acrylic stand. And uh, we list them, if not in the paper, then on our website is a uh, Google map of all the restaurants that we're in. Um, so it costs nothing for them. And not only that, restaurants aren't allowed to advertise in coffee news. So they're not allowing their competitors to uh, advertise to their clients, which is one big, big seller about it, why a lot of restaurants uh, love Coffee News. You've kind of touched on it then. Does Coffee News compete with, with or complement other forms of advertising? 
Well, it's a, it's niche marketing with Coffee News. Coffee News is just about being out there on a weekly basis and compared to other media types, whether it's radio, TV, magazines, uh, we are very inexpensive, very affordable, um, and it complements other medias. It's just one other way of keeping your name out. Uh, some of the most successful businesses uh, I advertise in mine uh, are also in four other medias. Right, advertising works. You just got to pick and choose what you like. But it's about branding with Coffee News. Now, you did mention the website, and uh, it complements the the published uh, Coffee News. But traditional mainstream media is really challenged in this digital age of social media. And today, you've announced that you you're even expanding. So, how do you explain the continued success of a little publication like Coffee News? Well, we're trying a, a couple other things, but the the big thing about advertising in coffee news is people uh, put their website and put their uh, Facebook symbol in the ad, and so when people are in restaurants, whether by themselves having a coffee, uh, instead of waiting to go home or whatever, they can actually use their the technology to check out that business right there at the restaurant, right? So it 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 actually complements coffee news. And we're trying a couple of things uh, that will be coming down the pipe in September. Um, not to let the secret out of the bag okay, or whatever, yeah. but uh, mail distribution where you get your uh, coffee news in your email every Monday. But that's just being uh, test marketed right now. So you are using digital media at the same time as you're keeping up with tradition with uh, coffee news. Uh, the website, does it duplicate what we see uh, on our tables in the restaurants? No, we don't have – we don't uh, put the content online at all. And uh, there's a couple reasons for that is, uh, you know, we want uh, the people to read the paper in the restaurant. It was designed as a restaurant customer service tool. The other thing, there are some copycats and uh, they can uh, – they could grab that information and use it on their own. So – there's just different reasons why we don't do that. If uh, someone is interested in, in being part of Coffee News uh, or maybe even have content contributions, how, how would they go about getting in touch with you? Well, it, wouldn't, it would be uh, the corporate head office that is in charge of all the content. And I, I get uh, queries all the time on neat stories that people want to put in and I just forward them to corporate. And But I don't keep track. So uh, if you go into coffeenews.com, um, that is the, the corporate website and they, they can put in a query there. Locally for advertising? For advertising, they can just call the number that's on the paper. That will be uh, myself. I do have a couple of sales uh, reps that are out there. But for the most part, the number is, is me and I uh, oversee the, the 10 editions. And what about the – you mentioned the what's happening area. We have an event coming up that we'd like to promote. Is, uh, do they get in touch with you with that or the head Well, they used to send me emails but now we've made it a, a button on our website that people can enter in all the information there, 30 to 40 words. And we just take that and we put it in the what's happening, like chronological and it depends on the area. Well, Tony, thanks for taking time to uh, – taking this break <laughs> to spend some time with us here on Ask BBB. Okay. Thanks, Jim. You've been listening to Ask BBB and our guest has been Tony Brooks who is the president of Our Coffee News, an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Search the BBB directory under 
magazine advertising, and you'll find them. And we'll, we'll return in a moment to rubber stamp your great day. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Linda Smith, who is the CEO and president of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. Dave Schramm, who is in marketing at Sterling Marking Products, joins us now to talk about his company and its products. Welcome to Ask BBB, Dave. Thank you for having me. Uh, Sterling Marking Products started in 1945, before the age of computers. Who started Sterling and how has it grown since 1945? So, yeah, so Sterling was actually started by my grandfather and he started it in 1945 in downtown London and uh, classic case of he, he wanted a stamp, couldn't find anyone to make it and he thought, why don't I, why don't I just do this and start selling them? So he did. So yeah, so we actually were downtown London since 1945 and my dad um, bought the business out from his father and uh, he's run it since... I don't know, in the 70s at some point. And uh, yeah, so we've really grown from a literal mom and pop shop to, um, you know, it's a pretty large company now. It's national and international. We sell a lot into the United States. And um, but I think at the end of the day, you know, it's still a family company and it's still, you know, it's kind of run like a mom and pop shop by my dad. And uh, it's good. Yeah. Sterling has a new location in Hyde Park after many years of being downtown. How has that affected business? Yeah, so we actually just moved out to Hyde Park, um, Hyde Park and Gainsborough, and that was two years ago. So we'd been downtown since 1945, just moved. And honestly, it's been incredible for Sterling. Um, the building that we had was, um, you know, a massive building. Um, and it's an incredible area, incredible building. It's just not incredible for a manufacturer. And at the end of the day, um, you know, that's what, that's what we are. We manufacture goods. So we need large hallways for material handling. We need warehouse space. Um, we don't need elevators. And that's, you know, those are all <laughs> kind of the things that the building downtown, um, head, which again is incredible. Like the, they've, you know, renovated it and it looks in- incredible and it's amazing for that type of business, but not for manufacturing. So we moved into the new location. We did new windows, new roofs. There's no elevators. There's warehouse space. Um, you know, LED lighting through the entire thing. Um, it's been incredible and it's, it's really streamlined our operation. And we've also found we're almost averaging like a 45% savings on our utilities, which I, I thought was incredible. So 1945 was before the age of computers. It was before the age of television. Uh, it was the age of radio. But what's been the impact of this digital world now that's affecting so many things on on the rubber stamp business, Dave. Yeah, so we are the largest stamp manufacturer in Canada. And, um, you know, a lot of people are kind of surprised when they, oh, rubber stamps, wow. Like, you know, like a lot of people still use that. And it's <laughs> it's an incredible thing, but they do, you know. And it's like not only do they, but they use them at, uh, <laughs> at pretty incredible rates. So it doesn't really seem to matter how, um, you know, digitalize the world becomes at the end of the day we still have repetition we still have paperwork um and lately people have been getting really creative with uh they're kind of going back to the personal touch of 
um, wedding invitations, uh, you know, name and address stamps are still our number one seller year mm. after year after year by a massive margin. Um, and, you know, like I said, it's kind of it doesn't matter um, really how digitalize the world gets at the end of the day people still need these basic business products now with that being said um we have used the digital digital world in a lot of ways um so for our dealers a lot of the back end stuff that no one sees but you know we speak to their business system they speak to ours that's how we do the automated billings um you know the online ordering so you know you can upload your image and order it right from the website um obviously email is <laughs> could not live without so yeah. we've always been very forward thinking with the technology side it started with MLS you remember MLS like um the MLS books that yeah. they used to print for the realtors so we we were huge into that business and it was you know the data would come in the book would be we would bring all the data in for the books the the books would be it would be made, would be printed, and they'd be out the door. And so, you know, a couple times a week, these books were going out. Um, so we've always been at the forefront of the technology. And as it, you know, changes and evolves, um, you know, we have a ton of massive customers. And, you know, we, we, we need those systems in place, right? They don't want to, every time they need a product from us, they don't want to have to pick up the phone. So we have automated ordering for them. It goes right into our workflow um, you know, the order is created, the uh, artwork is automatically put into our machines, it's produced, and it's out the door. You just touched on it about uh, popular products with um, address stamps, but besides business products, what are some of the other things you offer for households or personal use? So, yeah, so a couple of years ago, we put on the cover of our catalog, Sterling, more than stamps. And we used, you know, a, a, an image of a stamp to, to create this image, which was kind of ironic. But um, it's, you know, uh, we do so much that so many people, including my close friends and family, <laughs> don't seem to know that we do. So we are a full-scale print shop. Um, so business cards, letterheads, envelope, wedding invitations, um we're also name badges, name tags, signage. Um, so we have a full signage department as well, flatbed printer with, um, you know, we do white ink, we do double-sided print. Um, we we have a massive legal department and that's a part of our business that's a large part of our business that no one knows about. And it's not really a consumer product, but it's something that we're very proud of and it kind of goes back to the automation side of the thing. So you, you open a business in, in Texas, you incorporate... And so you, you get a legal kit in the mail. It has share certificates that are personalized to your, your business. Um, as long as you get that in to us at about five o'clock, six o'clock at night, you'll have your package the next morning at, at nine in the morning. Um, that's anywhere in Canada, the U.S. So, um, yeah, we do a lot of different products that people don't think of when they think of Sterling. Um, but we do. Dave, Sterling Marking Products is a past winner of the Better Business Bureau Business Integrity Award. The company was recognized in the large business category in 1999 and has been an accredited business since 1984, shortly after the BBB was established here in London and region. What are some of the things the company does to maintain standards of trust and integrity? Yeah, so we, when the BBB came uh, to London, um, you know, that was something that my dad quickly um, jumped on. 
Uh, obviously, the BBB has an incredible reputation. And when you're dealing with, um, you know, when you're dealing with one-off orders, it's important to us uh, that you're, you know, you're dealt with with respect and integrity. And that's something that Sterling's always, you know, tr- obviously tried to maintain. Um, and when you're dealing with large national clients, it's it's even more important. the The stakes are just so great that if you don't, you know, if you don't build that into your business, then it's just going to fall apart. Um, that the award is actually still on our website. <laughs> you know, we we're, we're very proud of that award. Well, Dave, uh, we're very pleased to hear that, and we want to thank you for taking time to join us here on Ask BBB this morning. Thank you very much. You're listening to Ask BBB, and our guest has been Dave Schramm, who is in marketing with Sterling Marketing Products. Sterling Marketing Products is an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A plus rating and a past recipient of the Business Integrity Award. We'll return in a moment with notes on a package deal that is really a package steal. Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with Linda Smith, who is the CEO and President of the Better Business Bureau serving Western Ontario. I doubt there is anyone listening who hasn't ordered something online and waited anxiously for the package to be delivered. Well, this morning, we want to tell you about a scam that starts out with a call that you have a package waiting to be delivered, but could end up with you paying for a package that never arrives. It's the fake package delivery scam, and it's one of the latest the Better Business Bureau has spotted. Package deliveries have doubled since 2010. Scammers are taking advantage of this fact to try to fool us into giving out personal information. So, Linda, how does this scam work? You receive a call or an email from someone claiming to be your mail carrier or parcel delivery service saying that they were unable to deliver a package to your home. If you don't remember ordering anything that needs to be delivered, the caller may try to convince you that the package is a gift from a friend or relative. The caller may sound friendly and professional, making the scam harder to spot. The email message also looks legitimate, containing official logos and using professional language. So up to this point, except for the fact that you didn't order anything, the call seems quite legitimate. Yes, but things get suspicious quickly. The caller will ask you to verify personal information or ask you to give them your credit card information to reschedule the delivery. If they have approached you through email, the messages may ask you to click on a tracking link for your mystery package. When you click, you may download malware onto your computer that gives con artists access to your personal information and passwords. No matter the method of contact, the package doesn't exist. Sharing your personal information puts you at risk for identity theft. So what are some of the things to keep in mind so we avoid being scammed, Linda? Well, first off, be very wary of any communications about packages that come out of the blue. Package delivery companies will never contact you unsolicited via telephone calls. Instead, if a package cannot be delivered, they usually will leave a note on your door. They may follow up with an email, but most official communications will be within your secure online account. So most of us know when we are expecting a package. However, if we do a lot of online shopping, it is possible that we could lose track. That's why the BBB urges that you always keep track of your online purchases and expected deliveries. Request tracking numbers so you will know when each package is due to arrive. When you know what you are expecting, it will be harder for a scammer to fool you with the claim of a fake package delivery. The scammers are after your personal information or your credit card numbers, eh? And that is the red flag. 
Never give your personal information to strangers, even when the caller is friendly. Always use caution when asking for personal information. You can always hang up, look up the official customer service number, and directly contact the company to confirm their request. Whenever possible, use the customer service contact information or chat function within your account at that company. Well, we mentioned with uh, some of these scammers will be approaching us by email or by messenger. If you get an email with a link, never click on links in unsolicited emails. Links and emails can download malware onto your computer directly. Don't click links in emails from people you don't know or from companies who you have not asked to be contacted by. Be wary of official-looking emails. Popular brands can easily be spoofed. So where can we learn more about this shipping fraud? See FedEx's website and UPS's online resource center. For more tips on how to protect yourself from scams, go to bbb.org backslash scam tips. If you've been a victim of a phishing scam like this one, report it on bbb.org backslash scam tracker. Your report can help others protect themselves from similar cons. And Linda, that's our time for Ask BBB. Until next time, I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Linda Smith. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.